Part 5 of the American Far West, Seven Mid-Nineteenth Century Views from Abroad by Anonymous. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 5. Far Western Man. The Far Western American settlements of Great Britain and the United States yield us in odd freedom from conventionalities of life and off-hand settlement of difficulties much matter for laughter but none for ridicule there is a grandeur of its own in human energy that not only conquers land and wealth to the use of mankind but proves the inner soundness of the stuff men are made of by conquering also the bad passions of life in regions to which lawless men are tempted by the absence of all civilized machinery of law the rascals are at last compelled to stand in awe of honest men throughout the far west tracts of travel have been cleared of the white robber and assassin and are safe except here and there from the hostility of native tribes property lying exposed to theft is in many a new western settlement safer than in one of the towns of the old country public opinion has condemned the gambler and condemns the idler the foundations of a new society laid thus in the far west however rough they may appear are strong and sound and it is wonderful to see how fast the well-proportioned building rises from them races of north and south join in the west and do their pioneer work in a practical hard-headed way parted no doubt from some of the advantages but also from all the overgrown hypocrisies of civilization i look with respect even upon whittling as a symptom of the restless desire to be doing as well as talking in the north pacific where there are such extensive forests and odd pieces of wood are lying handy whittling seems to be the regular occupation of men's idle hours the municipality of san francisco put up wooden posts to protect the sidewalks from fiery charioteers over these hung knots of eager disputants and as mining stocks and swamp lands were being discussed they whittled at the posts until they became so thin that the wind blew them over i have seen a man in a backwood church begin whittling the wood of the pew at a trial in grass valley each juryman began whittling at a piece of wood he had brought in his pocket for the purpose regulating the energy of the action by the clearness of the evidence the trial lasted through a second day but as they had not expected a long sitting nobody had brought enough wood with him and accordingly the benches suffered first the gentlemen of the jury attacked that portion of the seat which showed between their legs until it had assumed a van dyke collar-like form and the assault on the other portion had proceeded so far when the judge finished his charge that he made a calculation that if the ends of justice had required the jury to sit for a third day there would have been nothing left for them to sit on old skippers hang about the wharf also whittling at coos bay there are only two marriageable girls and these being run after by all the young men of the district value themselves accordingly half a dozen oregonian youth sit on the veranda in front of their respective houses during the whole of sunday while each lady looks out at her followers through the half-opened window the lovers all the while are whittling bits of white pine which is an easy wood to work and valued for that purpose 
at dark they move home but the damsels find these visits profitable for there is generally left behind a pile of shavings big enough to light fires for the rest of the week the western man is a being of versatile genius if he cannot succeed in one profession he will turn to another there are plenty of lawyers who are miners and merchants who are doctors all over the northwest the head of the largest mercantile firm on the pacific coast is one who was educated for and practised many years in the medical profession and some of the most adroit politicians and wire-pullers are styled doctor from having at one time been in the same way in life if one trade does not pay he commences in another and if there is not an opening in bullet city he vamooses the ranch makes tracks or gets up and gits for the groundhog's glory where there is said to be an excellent opening for either a butcher or a lawyer or a tavern-keeper he will establish himself in one or other of these callings probably to bust up or to make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars he is always going to make just that particular sum he knows thoroughly that art without which no new country can grow great the noble art of coming down generals and brigadier generals of the great civil war are earning honest bread by industry the dashing cavalry leader to whom the young ladies wrote poems is in the grocery trade at chicago one famous officer has gone back to the plough another is a newspaper reporter another is writing a history of texas while practising law and photography the photography pays best for he has a contrivance of his own for giving the mexicans a very pale picture which is said to suit them exactly as they have a desire to appear as white as possible of such stock comes the true western pioneer notwithstanding the banter about his being so long in the legs and short in the body that a hat and a pair of trousers make a good suit of clothes for him he is a stalwart sinewy fellow infinite of resource rough in his talk with little learning and no formal piety ready to work no matter how often fortune defeats him he is ever hopeful of wrestling through somehow a peculiar character has grown up in the valley of the mississippi which may be called the western character from the mississippi it has spread and is daily spreading more and more to columbia it is the outgrowth of all circumstances surrounding it including climate and soil and the mingling of bloods it tends to individualism freedom self-reliance and large views there is little of narrow sectarianism in its secular life or religion little provincialism that is to say little of the prejudice that lives on for generations in an untravelled community the western character develops freedom and takes in large calculations this is more true of the man of western cities than of the farmer and the frontier man but still the character applies to all a western man thinks nothing of going one thousand or one thousand five hundred miles and has no traditional feud with any class of jew or gentile the elements of various nationalities flowing together westward form a strong and tolerant community if a man out west has his horse stolen he mounts another and traces the thief shoots him if he can the extending prairies immense lakes grand rivers seem to enlarge the whole conception of things the big farm yields thousands of bushels of grain 
the western man may have twenty horses a hundred mules and a thousand head of cattle grazing in his pastures and five hundred pigs fattening in his fields he reads the price currents knows all that is going on forms his own opinions and is loud and bold in the expression of them he is a man of patient courage who will lose thousands of dollars by the fall of the market and make less account of it than he would of the laming of a favorite horse or the loss of a faithful dog if he doesn't turn his loss off with a laugh and is pushed to speak of it you may see the gleam of stern grit flashing from his eyes as he tells you he will do better next time he is full of reckless and mercurial daring as impulsive as the southerner and yet practical in all things he sees and takes always the shortest cut to his end feeling about the sacred character of ancestral acres never disturbs the mind of a man whose possessions were reclaimed from the wilds but yesterday and may be left to-morrow whatever he has he will sell and whatever you own he is willing to buy providing he can make some boot on it with him all things were made to buy and sell a frontier man once described to me without the least idea of the strange character of the transaction how he had traded off a bible for a plaguy good fiddle if anything you have on you or about you strike his fancy he will at once offer to buy it and has no notion that certain pieces of property mayn't be for sale my own experience has lain chiefly among the vanguard of these pioneers the frontier man who paves the way for others less able or willing to cope with fortune less traders than laborers upon the land these are the people who are fast filling up with stern prose of the plough and the reaping machine and the whistle of steam what was once claimed by the pleasant poetry of the songs of the voyageurs the coureurs des bois and the hunters and trappers of the great fur companies but perhaps it is better after all much as i have lived with the frontier man i have grown in liking for the pioneer who is always moving west hailing generally from some border state early in life he has settled down on some donation claim making it his boast that he is half horse half alligator what a touch a snappin' turtle he soon has a good farm about him and remains until by the miserable style of agriculture learned in the cotton lands of the mississippi he exhausts the soil or until he considers himself inconveniently crowded upon hearing that he has got a neighbor eight miles off and more a-comin then he calculates he'll move west and it's not long before he guess he'll locate still on the frontier in some little big snipe swamp or dead indian prairie and there he does locate until the old causes operating or his land becoming valuable he sells out to some less enterprising settler hitches up his old bullock team once more and with his loose cattle his horses his long kentucky rifle his douglas axe his a copper camp kettle and his long-handled frying-pan off he goes not forgetting his bouncing gals who rightly boast that they can lick their weight in wildcats his four stalwart sons each of whom can shoot the bristles off a wolf and drive a furrow so straight that as they tell you if followed up it would knock the centre out of the north star colonel he moves and moves still west rumbling every summer over the great plains go hundreds of such teams and many such men 
each fighting his way among sioux and blackfoot and snake until we find him in oregon idaho nevada or washington territory and possibly he even roams down open-mouthed in his wonder to california but this part of the world is generally too civilized for him and the polished californians are not kindly affected to the individual in buckskin or homespun whom they profanely call the yaller-bellied missourian the pioneer of pioneers must have been one jedediah s smith called jed for shortness who on the twentieth of december eighteen twenty six strayed too far into the great desert and from want of provision and water to get home with was compelled to push forward it therefore stands upon record as one of the many triumphs of the smith family that one of them was the first to make the overland trip from the states to california fortunately jedediah found american shipmasters from boston and nantucket who vouched for his honest intentions and perfect harmlessness he had attempted during the latter part of the preceding winter to make his way up the columbia river but the snow was so deep on the mountains that he was obliged to return being informed by one of the christian indians that the father would like to know who he was jedediah wrote a letter to father duran who lived at san jose in which he honestly confessed that he was destitute of clothing and most of the necessaries of life that his horses had perished for want of food and water that his object was to trap for beavers and furs and in conclusion he signed himself your strange but real friend and christian brother jed has been followed since then by many thousands scattered now along the frontier among them it was my pleasant lot to wander many a day and if they were queer fellows they were good fellows of more use to the world i think than many a fine gentleman who has never lifted heavier tool than an opera-glass or served his country with a stroke of thought End of part five.